Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 14. After our usual segments of In the Kitchen and Movement Makeover, we will be discussing mindfulness. If you would like to submit a question, head on over to realmomsreallife.com. Don't forget, all the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Hey, Andrea. Hello, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I am halfway through pregnancy today. Oh my gosh, congrats. That's crazy. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, um, I'm a little, I, I kind of can't believe it. I feel like the first time it went, I don't know, I feel like you're like ticking the weeks away. And maybe because I was much more nauseous and sick for a lot longer, but I was like, huh, 20 weeks. It's hmm. halfway. We get to start counting down now. Yeah, that's crazy. Are you showing a lot? I no, can't, it's I can't. there. Yeah, I, I, okay, so exactly. I can't see your stomach. <laughs> I pulled out the maternity clothes last week. Um, I packed up all of my non-maternity clothes that aren't going to fit me for a while and possibly never again. But um, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. But I just I don't want them in my closet and I want them out of the way. So I did that this weekend and I was like, just go in the bin. And someday I may check that bin. And if I you know, four years go by and I'm cleaning out the basement and that bin has not come out, I will throw, give it all away. I, I love that. Yeah. I, when I was packing up my clothes, cause I, I was like, I don't, this, this is just taking up so much room in my closet. I had like two bags, one of like clothes. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure these will fit pretty soon just cause you know, like they're like baggier shirts. They're just not baggy enough, you know, to have a giant baby underneath them. And then <laughs> the other ones were like ones that were just tight. And I'm like, these were more questionable. And I still haven't even looked into that bag. I don't even know. They might fit. They just Well, when I pulled bothered. the bin out <laughs> and, and I was able to fit into most of my pants um, mm-hmm. eventually afterwards, um, and I pulled things out that I liked, but then when I pulled the, you know, I call it my Beth two small clothes bin yeah. and I had, there was a ton of stuff in there. And I said, if I haven't pulled it out since my last pregnancy, then I'm not going to wear it. So I like, didn't even look at it. And I immediately put it in the giveaway pile and I'm pretty excited because I dropped off three bags of the Salvation Army and I have two more bags packed upstairs. So I'm pretty stoked about how much I'm getting rid of. That's amazing. Do you guys have buy nothing by you? Have I asked you this? I don't think you have, and I don't think we do. I'm saying this because everybody should know about Buy Nothing. Um, you can, I think it's like buynothingproject.com or just Google Buy Nothing Project and, you know, Google will find it. Um, and you can look to see if you have a local Facebook group around you. But basically, they make the Facebook groups to be very within, like, drivable distances. And the more populated you are, like, the more Buy Nothing groups there will be. Um, it started in Seattle, so there's, like, hundreds here. But basically, it's a neighborhood group. So it's everyone within like, you know, mine is like within maybe like a six mile radius, if even that. And you post something like so you could be like, hey, here's a whole bag of clothes, you know, size small or medium or whatever they are. And I'm leaving them on my front doorstep who wants them kind of thing. And so then people post like, oh, hey, please consider me. And you can pick whoever you want to give gift it to doesn't matter. And then they just come and pick it up off your front porch. And it's really nice because you're, like, giving back to your neighborhood. And no one's having to pay for it. Like, I have gotten pretty much all of Remy's clothes, most of his toys off there. You know, I, like, haven't paid for 
you know, most of my baby stuff. I don't know. It's just amazing. And the other day I just got a full on massage chair. Like this thing was like originally $750 and like, like a, like just a legit massage chair. And she's like, yeah, we just upgraded. Like, I don't want it anymore. And like the leg portion doesn't work. So like, I don't want to sell it. Who wants it? <laughs> I was like, uh, me. <laughs> And I mean, a bunch of people uh, asked for it, but I got it. And I was like, yes, that's <laughs> like my dream. Cool. But yeah, it's awesome. So I highly recommend anyone looking to it. It's a great way of giving back to like your community, like reducing waste, recycling things that a lot of times otherwise it would get thrown out or like, you know, you just don't want to, it's like almost not worth bringing to Goodwill or you don't want it like other people to have to pay for it, if that makes sense. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I assume that a lot of the stuff from the Salvation Army does like goes to people in need and not the other way around. But um, yeah, no, I was it was like, mm-hmm. well, should I try to sell some of this stuff? And I'm like, no, I just want it out oh, of yeah. the house. I just want to get rid of it. No, I'll definitely look into that and I'll try to link to it in the show notes. It's awesome because it makes it a little easier. I don't know. I at least I found it makes it easier to get rid of stuff that you maybe like have a little bit of like a sentimental attachment to because when you're like posting something like, oh my baby, you know, used to wear this. Like, and, and then other people, like, tell me your story or post a picture of your baby. And it's like, then you can give back to, you know, you're like, oh, well, I'm giving it to this baby. And I know this person because you like develop relationships with people and stuff. It's like so much easier to get like rid of those things that otherwise would have been hard to get rid of. So I think that part piece of it's really cool. Sounds good to me. Sounds Sorry, good. that was a huge segue. That's totally fine. <laughs> we'll call it the giving back to your community segment. Exactly. <laughs> Is there anything new in your life? Um, no, I wouldn't say anything's too new. We are, uh, kind of same old, same old. The weather outside is gorgeous. It's been like 68 degrees and sunny these past few days. So we've been getting outside more, which is awesome. I'm a little jealous. Yeah. We had a, we had a snowstorm <laughs> last Wednesday. We only yeah. got like maybe five inches, but God. everything closed. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying your nice weather. Tell me about what your kitchen tip is for this week. All right. So my kitchen tip is prep your veggies or like make a huge salad ahead of time. Um, I don't know about you, but my struggle is always getting in the vegetables and it's not because I don't like them. It's because they're sometimes kind of annoying to cook or deal with and they take time. So I'll try and make a really big batch of something. There's this one salad that I'll make. Uh, it's called like the, just Google it again, the paleo detox salad. I can't even think of who makes it right now, but it'll come up and it's made with like really, really hearty greens. So it's like, um, lacinato kale and cabbage. Um, there are some beets in there, which soften a little bit, but because the kale and cabbage are so like tough, they, it'll last for like five days if you make a giant batch of it. And so it's really nice. I'll eat it all week. I like bring it in a giant Tupperware thing to work. And the dressing is like delicious. I put the dressing right on when I make it. I would say if you want it to last a little longer, maybe keep it separate. Um, I'm just that lazy that I don't even want to have to take that extra step. But it's seriously, it's amazing how many more vegetables I eat when I make this. Because if you use an entire, like even a very small head of red cabbage, Oh my God, it makes so much. (laughs) It's like so much. So yeah, it makes me eat eat it. Other things that I'll like bulk make is like coleslaw because again, it's like the cabbage and I make like a, again, like a paleo version of it. So it's just cabbage and carrots and like, I I don't even know what else is on it. Again, just Google recipes. It really 
doesn't matter as long as it's something that you like and it's healthy and it makes you eat vegetables. That's, and cabbage, yeah, that's right? My... And cabbage right now is really cheap, although I guess this is going to air after St. Patty's Day, but with St. Patty's Day coming up, cabbage oh. is like a steal of a deal. I didn't even realize that. That's pretty awesome. Cool. Um, I love that. I, I, the struggle is real with getting in enough vegetables during the day and at night and I just all the time. I actually had, was supposed to make a salad last week. So I brought a salad somewhere and I brought way too much. I didn't dress it ahead of time, but then I had like chopped up lettuce with a couple different, like three different vegetables in it. I think celery, carrots and red peppers, like nothing that's that fancy or anything, but that was enough that I just at every meal, I grabbed a handful, tossed them, you know, a jar of like primal kitchen dressing on it and, um, and then it was good to go. So it's definitely amazing how much easier it is. Even like those pre-washed boxes of spring mix, I'm not as good with as if I have in one of my containers, like my Tupperwares, it's just ready to go. So I totally, yeah, that's awesome. All right. So our movement makeover this week is to crawl. We've talked a lot in a variety of different ways of getting down on the floor with your kids, um, especially if they're in the crawling stages. But my challenge to you is if your kids are past the crawling stage, still get down and crawl. And if you can get your kids involved, I think it's great. So recently, my daughter's been a little resistant to going to the bathroom at night before bed because we still put a pull up on her, which I'm, t- I'm not ready to change that. But we like to- her to go before bed to get used to that. But she doesn't want to go. So like, well, you're just going to put a ball up on me, right? But we used to race to the bathroom. And now we crawl race to the bathroom. And it's amazing because when we actually race, I sort of let her win. But when we crawl race, she beats me hands down every time. And it's a great position to be in. It's a safe position for most people to be in. It's good on the back. It's good for the core. It's just a little bit of everything. So my challenge is crawl. And if you're cleaning up the playroom or cleaning up things and everything's on the floor, maybe crawl around and pick it up instead of getting and bending down and getting it and just adding just a different variety to your movement. I love that. And yeah, crawling is just, oh my gosh, it's so amazing how hard it is to do correctly (laughs) and what muscles it works. It's so good for you. That's a great one. Thanks. So we're going to move on to our topic for the week. So our topic this week is mindfulness. And I thought we would start kind of with our personal definitions. So I didn't tell Andrew this, so she may not come up with hers (laughs) quite so quickly. But I... (laughs) um, My definition of mindfulness for me is recognizing a feeling, feeling a feeling, and being able to let it go. So that's, for me, what mindfulness is in a nutshell. How about you, Andrea? Hmm. Yes, I was not aware of my personal definition. Um, I think, for me, it's it's similar. It's really about being self aware, being able to self-reflect with intention and, and like beyond what's happening just in the here and now, but taking it into account with like everything you've learned from the past and what's going to happen in the future to, to then be able to like decide what to do with that thought. If, if we're talking about in, in thoughts particular. So 
if you have a thought of, cause what comes to mind is like, okay, like you have a, a, one of those negative self talks of like, I'm not enough. I think to be able to take that and evaluate what may have led to that belief, you know, how true that belief is, examine it from a place of like an outside view of, is that really true to be able to evaluate the facts that hmm, I'm not saying this well. Well, I think what I'm, I'm hearing Mm -hmm. you say is Mm -hmm. kind of being present in the moment and, Mm -hmm. but reflecting on past and expect like past experiences and future expectations. So it's sort of like being in the moment, see what's happening in the moment, but realize what's happened in the past and what you expect or don't expect to happen in the future and how that affects you. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. I think I used to think mindfulness and like, I used to almost use mindfulness and like being in the present moment interchangeably, but I feel like they're actually two very different things. Mm -hmm. They can, they relate and you can use them within each other, but they're very different. So yeah, I think mindfulness is just being very intentional about your thoughts and your actions too, and how you're choosing to act. Um, so, cause I think if you're truly just like being in the present then you might choose to make decisions that don't actually benefit you in the future or are based off of things that may not have been true in the past or like untrue thoughts, if that makes sense. So like mindfulness is almost being intentional about being in the present moment. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it kind of goes back to when we talk about eating intuitively, it's like, well, you know, if you're just being present in the moment, you don't think about how anything's affecting you, you're going to eat just about everything and that's okay. But if you are conscientious of, well, it doesn't make me feel good when I eat this, you may decide, Hey, I'm not going to feel great. I didn't feel great last time when I ate it and I'm not going to feel great if I eat it again. So I might choose this to eat instead just because I want to feel good later or I don't care how I feel later. So I'm just going to go for it, you know, but but being aware Mm -hmm. of all those things. Absolutely. Yes. So how do you think mindfulness kind of plays into your life? Oh my gosh, hugely, (laughs) especially lately, like so much. Um, I feel like this is where I've been making really, really big shifts in the past. I mean, weeks, months, years, (laughs) Um, because it definitely is a process. I definitely find myself being able to evaluate why I'm doing something exactly like what you just talked about. It's like, okay, why am I reaching for this in the cabinet or why am I choosing to procrastinate on this one thing? Why, you know, why am I doing this? And because of the work I've been doing, like literally over the past years, it's, it's finally starting to like come together. I think it's all becoming more of like a, an automatic skill. Like I don't have to force myself to do it as much. And sometimes it's almost annoying because I'm like, damn it, stop. I just want to eat this and eat my emotions away. But now it's already popping into my mind of what I'm doing. and It's making me make a different decision. And sometimes it's kind of annoying, but it's really good. <laughs> but uh, it really is like almost happening, happening automatically now. And I'm noticing that it's really cool because that's what I was hoping would happen when I started this practice. So it's really just made me a lot more intentional and aware of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. It doesn't mean I'm like perfect all the time or I don't do things that like 
I maybe would have could have done better or chosen to do better, but at least I'm aware of why and I'm making that like very conscious decision in the moment. So it's allowed me to have a better routine, be on a better schedule, um, decrease my procrastination. I'm not saying it's made it go away because I am like the world's best procrastinator, but I've got gotten a ton better. I mean, even little things like I always used to be someone who was like 15 minutes late to everything, you know, like I'm now on time or early again, not to everything, but I mean, so much better. (laughs) And if I am late, it's intentional. (laughs) Like it's like, Oh, I'm kind of nervous about being here on time. Cause I don't know the people and it's not that big of a deal. Like if I'm a little bit late, you know, like yesterday I went to a thing and I didn't want to be the first person. Uh, cause I didn't know the person who was hosting, but I like knew someone else and it was just like a casual gathering. And I was actually like, I think the third person there out of like six people. So I was like, that was a huge improvement. Normally I'd be like the last person there. <laughs> um, and it was on purpose. So yeah. Um, it's just made things honestly, my life a lot better. It's even though it's hard in moments and can be frustrating moments, it's made everything a lot better. It's made me a lot calmer. It's decreased my anxiety. It's decreased my depression. Um, It's just made me happier overall. That's how about you? I would I would say yes to all of it. I mean, I definitely think that since I started being aware of and practicing mindfulness that I am overall calmer. Um, in general, especially before this pregnancy, I felt like I was much more even keeled. I wasn't, I tend to be, tend to be a little stubborn and I tend to be a little quick to respond. Um, and not in a positive way always. So I have gotten better at, at being, thinking through my actions a little bit and being able to think through my words before I say them, some of those kinds of things. And I was even, because we were talking about it this week, now, I don't tend to be someone that has road rage, although I don't know if it's this pregnancy or these pregnancy hormones, but the road rage was high this weekend because people can be terrible drivers. And I am generalizing here, and I know that, and I'm sorry, you are probably not. The people you know listening, you guys are probably not terrible drivers, but there were some really terrible drivers out this weekend. And I just, it was one of those like, ah, but then I, I just let myself feel that frustration. I gave it, I don't know, ten, five to 10 seconds of my mental energy. And then I took a deep breath and I let it go. And so that was sort of kind of how I approach it a little bit more. It doesn't necessarily change some of my decision-making it's more so changing my, the way that I respond to different situations and different scenarios. And again, I don't get upset with myself for having, you know, a rageful reaction or, you know, getting, getting mad at my kid or getting mad at my husband. But I, I allow myself to, to feel those feelings and then to just take a deep breath, kind of let that feeling go a little bit. And then I respond to it in that, certain way. So one of the things that I really encourage everyone to work on is to take a little bit of time and take some deep breaths, whether you're feeling stressed or not, even while listening to this podcast, take a few seconds and just 
take a deep breath and let it go. And that's something that I found that I'll notice myself kind of clenching my shoulders, clenching my fists, and I just feel like when I take that deep breath and let it go, I just feel so much better, so much more relaxed, and so much more prepared to take on the day. So I am... And sometimes if I need to get a little bit of mindfulness and doing what Andrea's doing, which is grab the baby and give it some snuggles. I love what you were saying so much about like everything. And even that road rage thing is so true. Like it's amazing how we can let something like that almost like ruin our day. But when you have that mindfulness piece, all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. Like, let me just be mindful about this. Let me just realize what's happening realize that it's like you have two options in that moment. It's like, let it ruin your day or like breathe and move on. It's like, which one do you want to take? You know, and it's just even being mindful of that piece of it um, can be so huge. And I am totally, that made me laugh that you said that you have like that kind of, you know, quick to react personality because I am uh, very much the same way. And I actually used to get in trouble I hate to say I got in trouble at my job, but I did um, because I was kind of very reactive in like the staff room and I would just like kind of come back and react to a situation that bothered me. And it, I was told that it made other people ang- um, anxious and whatnot. And the other day, this this past two weeks have been a little rough for me. I had my a webinar that I did. So I was just up late putting that together. Baby was not sleeping husband got sick. So therefore I was completely on baby duty while baby was not sleeping. And, um, then I was in a all weekend course where I was, we were doing like a lot of physical activity. It was like sandbag training. So it was just like a really rough two weeks. And like the lack of sleep was very much getting to me. And I walked into the clinic, um, one day and my coworker was like, Hey, like, what's up? Normally you are such like a calming presence. And like, not so much this week. And I was like, me calming? Like what? And I was like, wow, like that is like so telling to like how much work I've done with this and how much it's made a difference. Cause like, I don't think anyone's ever called me calming. before. (laughs) So, so yeah, it it really, it really does make a difference. (laughs) It's the point of all of that. (laughs) Absolutely. And I love what you said about, um, the kind of earlier you were saying the start, you know, don't let it ruin your day. My, I, I have this tendency where, you know, we talk a little bit about negative self-talk kind of, and it's like, if we have a rough morning and it's like my day at home with, with my kid, it's like, and the morning's not going well. I'm like, Oh, it's going to be a day. And my husband's like, don't say that. And you're, it's like, you're right. That was a moment. That moment is gone. Like the kid's already forgotten about it. She's moved on. I can move on too. So, um, and I will agree. I mean, people notice, I will say most of my quick responses are in my safe spaces. So with my family and not necessarily, I'm pretty good at keeping it under wraps in the office or that kind of thing. But, um, it is amazing the the difference that people, people notice when you start to practice mindfulness. So how, how do you make your mindfulness better? A huge thing that I've mentioned a few times now is I think what's really helped like piece it together for me of all the work I've been doing is the journaling. Um, I know you're not a huge fan of it, but, but like it has been 
huge for me. Um, I definitely use meditation, but meditation is a tougher one for me. I actually feel like just for me in this stage right now, journaling helps a little bit more. And I think meditation is just something I still need to keep working on. Uh, but I feel almost like journaling allows me to meditate better, if that makes sense. Um, but obviously I can't just like sit there and journal or meditate all day. So sorry, my baby's playing with garlic pills. That's what you're hearing shaking about. (laughs) So I, during like the day, it's really just breathing, reminding myself to breathe and just taking like ideally three, but even sometimes it is just one deep breath. And, um, it's amazing how much a breath calms you and if you can take three to five or even ten oh my gosh you will be like in a new state of mind and like breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth I've started doing it with my patients in the clinic like I'll sometimes have people come in and I can tell they're just like super anxious they rushed here and you know they're just starting the session off on this like really really just like high anxiety note I'll just be like you know what let's Let's hold off for a second. Let's breathe together. Let's take three deep breaths. And I make them do it too. And it's amazing how much it shifts our session and improves our work together, improves what we can accomplish. It also helps me get centered because I definitely pick up on other people's energies quite a bit. Um, I'm kind of that more like highly sensitive person, personality. So it's it's sometimes more for me than it is for them, but it really <laughs> helps them too. So breath is a huge, huge one. Absolutely. And I did, I kind of started, mentioned it earlier about how taking a breath and that is really what I do. I technically, I think it's called active meditation. You're awake when you're doing it. You're alert when you're doing it. So you can do it when you're driving, you can do it pretty much anywhere. So a lot of times the resistance to meditation is like making the time to have 10 minutes uninterrupted. And if you have kids and a job and all those things, making that time can be hard. I do think it's important to at least do some research on meditation. I have all linked to some articles that I found really helpful that made meditation a little bit less scary for me. It was talking about how meditation is not about clearing your mind. It's about recognizing thoughts, allowing yourself to watch them, but watch them kind of from a step back. Um, so I'll link to that article. And But I do think, you know, doing one of the free trials of Headspace or the Calm app and sticking with it for 10, you know, I think Headspace is 10 days, Calm is 7 days, and just experiencing it, giving yourself time to have that repetitive nature to it, then makes it easier to do things like active meditation where you take 10 to 30 seconds out of your day, many times a day to just do it. And again, I do it every time I feel tension. So if I feel like my shoulders are tightening up, I'm like, you know what? Let's take a couple breaths and let's do it. Or if I'm in a little bit of a stressful situation, it's like, okay, I'm just going to take a deep breath, a couple deep breaths, have as many as I have time for and do that. I used to, um, I have an Apple watch. I used to follow, they have this breathe reminder, but I felt like it was always telling me to do that at the most inopportune time. Which is a nice reminder that I probably need to take a chance, a little bit more time to sit back and breathe. Um, but most of the time I was like in the middle of being with a patient. I'm going to be like, hang on a sec. I've got to take a minute and breathe with my watch here. You want to do it with me? 
So, which is, you know, might, might work for you with your adults, Andrea, but with my kids, they're going to just give me the look. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So I think that those are really, really kind of good, hopefully good tips to start you guys off in creating your mindfulness practice and your, I think what's most important is to decide what, what mindfulness need, means to you. As you can see from Andrea and I, it's a little bit different. I mean, it's such a, it's a personal thing, but the goal of it is to make life calmer, less stressful and easier. So don't take my definition. Don't take Andrea's take whatever it is that will make your life a little bit better and then figure out how to incorporate it. So I do recommend doing some research about meditation, maybe trying journaling if that's more up your alley and then kind of try to incorporate more of that active meditation, those active breaths throughout the day to try to keep yourself in that relaxed state. We've talked so much about how important that is for your body and for digestion and for your adrenals and your hormone regulation and just about everything to be a little bit more calm, which I think is really hard to do in this stage of life, in this, I don't know, this decade, century, I don't know what we're doing on that front, but a little bit of everything. So Andrea, how are you taking care of yourself this week? Um, actually, really a lot of mindfulness and breathing. Um, I actually posted a, I think, a quote on Instagram, an Andrea quote of, my to-do list is a mile long, so I stopped to meditate. Um, and truly, it's amazing how much, um, like, it's almost like the more stressed and anxious you are, the more you don't feel like you have time for it, the better it is. It's like, that's exactly the time you want to do it. So I have been really actually implementing that and practicing what I preach and doing it. That's how I've been taking care of myself. I love it. And it's funny you mentioned that because I was just thinking about my to-do list and, and really I actually incorporate mindfulness into it. And I add things onto my list that I know that I need to do. And if it's not on my list, I don't let myself think about it or I put it on the list. So I had a conversation with my mom the other day and I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was, it was directions. So we were following Google maps and it took us kind of a weird way. And it maybe took us an extra minute to get there than like the way that we both knew. But I said, you know what? It takes it off my plate. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to have this thought of like, oh, well, I should have gone that way. So I realized that some of this mindfulness that I'm practicing, you know, just Saturday night when I was doing a ton of driving into the city was that I just, I outsource what I can and I just don't worry about it. And so that's been kind of how I take care of myself is when, when I need to do it, I just, I just get it done. So yeah, I think that's it. Anything else to add? I mean, I could think I feel like I could talk about mindfulness so much more, but I will, uh, I know our time is coming to an end, so I won't, but I do just want to add like, just cause you like had your mom in that scenario. It is amazing how much it can like improve relationships. Um, I know a lot of my reactivity, like you said, a lot of your reactivities in your safe space. Well, yeah, same with mine, but that's all on my husband a lot of times. And he does not always appreciate that. And it's not always fair to him. So I've been a lot more mindful about that when he 
you know, does something that maybe I would have done differently <laughs> rather than lash out at him unnecessarily because it makes no sense to, um, I really just kind of stop and take that breath and figure out, okay, is this even worth mentioning to him? And if it is, then saying it in a way that's actually productive and not just like using my pent up energy to like freak out at him. And again, it's, it's amazing how much just doing it over and over and practicing it that it's, it's working and it's becoming a lot less effort and it's just becoming a lot more second nature now. And I think he is very much appreciating that as well. So yeah, yeah. preach into the choir, mama. <laughs> Glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. Follow us on social media for news updates and calls for questions. You can find me, Beth, at Pizza Real Eats and Andrea at Life, Liberty, Health on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. Show notes for this episode and all podcast-related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not that you didn't shower because we I know that we don't care about it. <laughs>